Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 457 of the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. This is Linux in the Hamshack, and this is our deep dive episode. And we don't know what's actually going on today, but it'll be a deep dive into something, something that we'll discern as time goes on. So let's go ahead and get into it. But before we do that, we'll introduce ourselves as we usually do. Cheryl, of course, is on assignment for this episode which she's sort of making a habit when it comes to deep dives i don't know <laughs> i have to try and get her back on the show but she's m or w5 moo and i'm russ k5 tux and i'm bill ne4 rd and we have a guest and he is connor i'm don't have any <laughs> those cool nerd signs <laughs> <laughs> you could just do something you know flash some gang sign or something in the air and say hey that's me <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, how, how, how do you know i'm not doing one of those right now well that's true but you'd have to let us know because we wouldn't otherwise so <laughs> but connor is uh as you might have guessed from his accent irish and he is a member of the linux lads podcast i believe you said you were uh from the very early days or a founding member is that what you said yeah i'm founding member all right, very good. And you guys have been around since 2018. You have, what, 70, what was the last one? 72, 73, something like that? Um, I believe it's, we've surpassed 80 episodes. Oh, you're 80 now. Okay. I, I listened to the last one. It was all about chat servers and Matrix and Discord and, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I wish I had actually gotten all the way through it because I was kind of interested in that because I was setting up a matrix server of my own and discovering uh, Synapse specifically and discovering just what a pain in the ass it was. You guys seem to uh, eschew, to use a, a good dictionary word, um, Discord for some reason. So I, there must be some reason for that. Let's we'll, we'll talk about all kinds of stuff. But anyway, let's get into it. So, so this is basically just us chatting with Connor of the Linux Lads podcast. We tried to get the whole cast of the podcast on, but uh, one of the members was headed to Italy today, uh, may already be there for all we know, and the other one is absent by his silence when notified that we were doing a thing. He basically just didn't say anything, so Connor said, I'm taking that as an answer. <laughs> yeah, ghosted, there, right? <laughs> there, there, there were crickets. So, <laughs> all right. So, so that means you're the sole representative, and I'm sure you will you will perform adequately in that role today. So, uh, welcome to uh, our I will show. do my best. Thank you very much, and thank you for being here. And uh, Bill had the pleasure of actually meeting Connor uh, what a few days ago. Yes. All right. Yeah, so yeah, why don't why don't you guys uh, since you since you're all know each other and you're all buddy buddy now? I'm going to let Bill sort of lead this conversation. <laughs> And uh, we'll, we'll find out uh, a little bit about the Linux lads and the, the Dublin uh, Linux users group and um, maybe a few other things. I will neither confirm or deny um, copies of my de beard consumed on that occasion. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bill, Bill makes no secret of the amount of alcohol he imbibes. So we're... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm an equal opportunity drinker. So, you know. <laughs> all right, Bill, it's all in your hands. Let's Let's find out where we're going. Well, very good. Let's uh, let's uh, just open up a little bit uh, a little bit about the uh, podcast, uh, uh, sure. Linux Lads podcast. Can you give us a little history and background of how that came to be? Certainly. Uh, so I um, so the, I'm in the the Dublin Linux community. So I'm one of the members of the Dublin Linux community, which is our kind of a local lug 
So I took that over and then a couple of the members, uh, we were having a conversation in a pub, uh, found out that we were having quite the same conversation multiple on multiple occasions and it was quite interesting. We decided, hey, why not stick our microphone down between us one day and just record it? See where that goes. So we put that out as an as a episode and then we decided, yeah, like we kinda like it. It's it seems to be going okay. Um and then about after about two or three episodes, so this was quite early on, we went over to OGCamp, which is a community conference in the UK. And uh, obviously nobody had heard the podcast because we were only two, like two or three episodes in, but we kind of bounced the idea off some of the regulars there. And we got so much encouragement from the attendees, of which some of them would be quite well-known Linux podcasters. We're talking about uh, Martin Wimpress and Alan Pope from the uh, Ubuntu podcast fame, uh, Joe Ressington, and he has several Linux podcasts himself, was there. And we just got such an overwhelming amount of positivity that we decided we can't not continue on because... They're like, yeah, like that sounds like an awesome idea. You should totally do that. And then so we carried it on. And then what, three and a half years later, we're still going. So something must have clicked. Yeah. So what got you uh, started with uh, with Linux? I guess we can go back a little bit further. Sure. I started off on Linux um, in 2006. Um, and I, I actually still have the CD. <laughs> it was... Uh, Hold on, I'm just reaching here. It's um, was it was Kubuntu six oh six LTS it was one of the few uh, LTS releases that wasn't on an O four because I think it was they were delayed for some reason. Um, so tried it out, realized that oh wait, my network card is not working on my on the laptop, so wah, 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 that didn't quite work. Um. And this was back in the KDE three days. So if you cast your mind back to to those days, um, I thought it was an it was an interesting idea. Um, that I was like, what is this third operating system? I've heard of Windows. I've heard of Mac OS. There's a third operating system. Um, can I install that on my computer? Turns out I can, but then the Wi-Fi card didn't work. So I was like, okay, screw that. I'm going back onto uh, uh, Windows XP at the time. Um, and periodically, as like I kind of kept in in mind and would subscribe to like a Linux news uh, newsletter, like RSS feed. Occasionally, like you get the thing of the like six month re- releases, and I would occasionally check it out, either in a VM or dual booting or wiping it, wiping um Windows off my computer, and then putting. Ubuntu back on and go, is this viable for me? Could I switch over to it? And so back and forth on that for a while. And then I've been Linux full time since probably about 2017 or thereabouts on, on um, all of my personal computers. I still use uh, Windows for work, unfortunately. But yeah, all my personal computers have been full time on Linux. Uh, this this should be a fun test for you guys. So you said you started in Linux in uh, 2016, give or take. So yeah. All right. So well, we'll be generous. Okay. Um. So here, here's here's uh, a quiz, uh, and I'm well, curious. I, I, I would say Linux full time around that period. I started in on 2006 as my first introduction to Linux. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. So uh, I, I want to uh, here's here's a quick quiz. <laughs> At work, and it's it's not connected to the internet, so nobody panic. We're still running a server that's running Ubuntu Lucid Lynx. What version of Ubuntu is that? Without looking, no Googles. <laughs> oh, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Bill, you can guess at this too if you want. <laughs> sure, I'm just going to guess it's twelve oh four. Twelve oh four. That's that's a good guess. It's wrong, but it's a good guess. <laughs> I just figured I'd guess. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Just throw a guess out there, Connor. <laughs> uh, Lucid, uh, 
904. Probably 16, right? Uh, no, <laughs> but but Connor was closer. It's 1004. That's right. 1004. <laughs> wow. Nice. Yeah. What is that? A 2.8 kernel or something like that? A 2.6 kernel? It's a 2.6 kernel, yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Ten ten oh four, if memory serves, was the last LTS on uh, GNOME two, and ten ten was the last f- official release on GNOME two, and then it was uh, eleven oh four was Unity, wasn't it? That that could very well be. Um, Uni- Unity sort of broke my brain. Um, it's not as bad now as it used to be back in the day. I think if you go back and listen to our episodes from. 2011, 2012, 2013, there will be a considerable amount of bitching about Unity. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Okay, carry on. (laughs) So, full-time since 2016, and uh, so you you kind of hinting at uh, you were using Ubuntu as your kind of a base base distribution. What are you you running now for your distributions? Um, So, on my laptop, I'm running uh, Fedora KDE and coincidentally enough, it's still KDE, but it's a different base. Um, and this was only in the last couple of days I changed over was Endeavor OS KDE. I was on Endeavor OS Cinnamon before that. Oh, cool. So a KDE fan. Ooh. <laughs> I'm slowly coming back around. <laughs> Put it this way, uh, I don't like GNOME, and GNOME doesn't like me, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I only like uh, GNOME occasionally, just because it, uh, it sort of gets out of your way. That There's nothing sitting there that, uh, yeah, what bothers me, except for the file manager is kind of weak. <clears throat> but then again, I think across the board, most of the file managers on Linux have been sort of afterthoughts. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Nemo is a pretty good one. Um, yeah, one of, the, bad, yeah. one of the reasons why I go back, circle back to um, Cinnamon every, every so often, and uh, obviously Dolphin's pretty good as well. So um, I, I think I, I having tried, uh, having tried most of the D's, I tend to settle in my happy place either between Cinnamon and uh, Katie. So that's. Tend to week where I, I settled down. I started running Debian in 1994, and I've used Debian ever since then. And these days, I feel like if I'm not running KDE Plasma on Arch, then I'm nobody. <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to go down that road. I'm going to have to convert all of my machines over to Arch, um, probably Manjaro or that other one. What's what's the one that you were using, Bill? Uh, Garuda, Garuda, yeah, something like that, or so so I can feel relevant anymore. <laughs> all the cool kids are using Arch. Come yeah, on. <laughs> a- absolutely. <laughs> it's 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 all about that bright neon theme. I mean, uh, you, 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 how can you even be running Arch if you don't have that bright neon theme? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you can make your uh, make your whole system look like that. We've done that before, <laughs> where you you add all the uh, the colors and everything else. <laughs> to the uh to the shell I, I did that with my uh my last uh fedora install before i i switched over to garuda linux but um garuda is actually one that I've, I've yet to try out um and to be perfectly honest it was the team that tr- uh, put me off it <laughs> I mean, no, I'm, really? yeah. I'm, I'm sure i'm sure i could tweak it to some to something more subdued um yeah it's pretty colorful yeah <laughs> is it, is it like a like high initial... contrast theme or something so people who no. are blind can do it <laughs> no it's that a multicolor icon replacement theme that you're running that aren't you uh, on your I, I did that for a little while i used the gnome tweaker and downloaded that whatever it was it wasn't the same one you did but it was oh, one okay. that had very colorful icons and theme and and uh really crazy like window borders and stuff like that and uh, yeah i kind of got rid of that <laughs> yeah so mine's the dragonized version so yeah it looks it looks pretty pimp all the time <laughs> 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 but anyways this is not really about that we're just uh just kind of digging through the past here and and seeing how you 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 earned your stripes in the the linux community 
Um, <laughs> I come up with my own sound effects. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, you're the uh, you're also the community manager of the Dublin Linux community now. So, how long have you been involved with uh, the, the the Dublin Lug? So that was founded in uh, 2015, um, not by myself. Um, so it was pre-existing. Um, at about the latter half of 2016, if memory serves, I just, you know, if anyone is on meetup.com, you know that you kind of just throw in search terms and you're like, is there a Linux meetup? Um, and then this one came up and went, okay, I'll, I'll attend a couple of the things. And um, it was pretty good. And then the, uh, the founder pretty much just kind of after a while just kind of had a, a frank conversation just said listen i'm getting too busy in work this is like my focus is not on this anymore in fact he, he, i think he's uh, italian and ultimately he ended up going back to italy for work reasons and um, so he was on a downward trajectory and it was he said listen like this might stagnate of uh like do you guys want to take it over um so I think it was um, in 2018 when I eventually took it over. Um, trying to think off the top of my head, um, but I was more or less kind of running things beforehand, but just not officially. And you know the way when um, if you ever become a member of a meetup group and then the an organizer steps down, then the mass panic in emails get sent around going this no longer has an organizer do you want to step up to be the organizer i went oh okay i'll I'll step up and there was kind of the there was about a core of about two or three people who were regular attendees and I kind of pinged off a couple of messages to them going like uh this has been this opportunity has been put in in our laps where do we want to go from this kind of a uh like what are your, your guys' thoughts? Uh, do any of you guys want to help out? And some of them did, and that's where we went from there. Um, and one of those people uh, who's also on the podcast was uh, was Mike. So, and one of those people also was uh, Shane, who's also on the podcast. So it was the kind of thing where we were the core organizers of the Dublin Linus. Group, uh, user group at the time, and I rebranded it to Dublin Linux Community. I felt the community was kind of a more friendly, approachable uh, title for it. Um, and yeah, um, and then obviously we um, started the podcast a couple of years after that, um, or in around the same time when we took it over. And so we Basically, uh, yeah, we we took it over. And we w- went on from there. Um, a lot of people come up to us and say, "Oh, is the the podcast like the official podcast of the Linux user group?" And we're like, "No, uh, we just we're coincidentally we just happen to be the same people." And in fact, um, Shane stepped down from running the Linux user group uh, for a, co- uh, a couple of years, and now he's taken a sabbatical from the the. Um, the podcast as well, but um, at the time he he just felt yeah wasn't for me. So the rest of us kind of took over, and then he carried on in the podcast because that is where uh, he he felt he was he could focus his energy. And now he's 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 taking sabbatical from that as well. So wait, you can take a sabbatical from the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Bill, I'm out. Well, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you're the only one that publishes anything, so yeah, you, you need to. You can't. You can't leave. So me Intrig- and Cheryl, we can leave at any time. <laughs> but um, yeah, so and uh, uh, you know, obviously, having a user group or a community or a meetup, and uh, over these past few years of lockdowns and everything else, uh, due to the the c word, um, mm. yeah, it's probably been pretty interesting. And I know you guys are back to having sort of an in-person meeting once a month, and then you do a virtual meeting as well once a month. So you do like two meetings a month. That's correct. Um, 
we always did have a, uh, two meetings a month. Uh, I I liked the cadence of that. It wasn't so overwhelming for me from a organizer point of view that if you were having them weekly, I felt that that was a bit much. Um, so every two weeks, roughly, um, it's not religiously every two weeks. I put them down as the every or the second Saturday of the month, and then the fourth Saturday of the month. But, um, if I said the the last Saturday of the month, then that that kind of moves things around because uh, some months have four, five yeah, Saturdays, yeah. Um, and all throughout lockdown, obviously, I in order to keep them going, to keep the the drip feed, the the IV drip going. Um, I made them all virtual. Um, and I've, I felt that that was important that even if literally two people turned up, it was important to have the regularity of it. To, because if you say, okay, guys, uh, we're not doing anything for, uh, during lockdown. I mean, lockdown in Ireland was the bones of two years. So <laughs> that would be. It would completely and utterly escape from people's mind share if, if that was the case, if he literally did nothing during lockdown. So we made them all virtual and then, um, people from other parts of Ireland, like Cork or Galway, started attending the virtual meetups because obviously you could. Uh, and people from overseas, um, a person from LA became a semi regular attendee, even though it was ridiculous clock in the morning for her, for her. Um, and I made the decision of okay. I since these people became regular attendees, uh, I don't really want to alienate them. But also, there is the demand from the people who are local to Dublin. Going, I kind of miss meeting up with people. I like like their in person um, interaction, and I I was missing that myself. So hence we came up. Or I came up with the split model of having one virtual and one in person. So try my best to compromise and to satisfy both groups. And where do you, what kind of uh, event place do you hold your uh, in-person meetup at? It has changed so many times. We've tried out uh, quite a few different venues. Uh, the, the current one that it's in, um, and we've only had two in this one, is in um, the Silver Penny on Abbey Street, which is a Witherspoons. Um, for people who are unfamiliar with that, it is that is a, a UK British chain, and they're all around the UK. And they're only recently, in the last couple of years, uh, came over to Ireland as well. Um, their whole thing is that they serve you beer at. A steep discount versus the um, the other beers or other pubs in the area. So the average average point for a beer in Dublin is probably the bones of of six euro at this stage per pint. Uh, in a Witherspoons, you can get beers for like three three fifty. Wow! <laughs> so that's that's a that's a meetup group that you can get involved with there, Russ. Right? I, I am joining right now as we speak. For those prices, who, how can you say no? Yeah, no. Uh, from from my point of view, purely from a practical sense, um, obviously there was demand saying, "Can we meet in a in a gastro pub?" Because the gastro pub serves really nice food and serves really nice beer. I'm not disagreeing with you. They they serve they, both of those things are true, but they're also quite expensive. And if and a lot of those places they'll be in demand, and then I feel pressure as an organizer. So if I ring ahead and say, "Listen, could you set a table aside for us under my name for this amount of people at this time?" Uh, and let's say twelve people RSVP, and I say to the venue. Maybe about eight or nine people t- will turn up, and then two people turn up. <laughs> then I <laughs> I feel really bad because it's they're, they're, that's a a huge loss potentially for them, uh, depending on how they, busy they are at that time. Mm-hmm. We usually have it in the afternoon, so they're usually not that busy. So the the manager isn't so pissed off with us. <laughs> at, <laughs> but I. I 
I probably internalized that pressure way too much. But for me, I was like, oh, oh crap. Uh, I'm kind of compelled to like order a crap lot of the stuff now because <laughs> I kind of feel bad for the venue. Um, whereas in this one, to put not to put a fine uh, point point upon it, uh, they don't really care as much. To be perfectly honest, if 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 ten people turn up or if two people turn up, and also uh, I'm going to be there by myself anyway, and I'm going to order at least a beer and at least um, uh, like a, something to eat, like a burger and chips or something like that. Um, so they'll always get that no matter where we're, where they're going because uh, I'll I'll. I'm like, since I'm there, I might as well have my lunch or whatever. Um, and then if more people turn up, then more people turn up. And from purely from a, a pragmatic point of view, um, if I'm going to be doing these meetups once a month, um, I don't want to be going to a place that like charges like 15 or 20 euro for my burger and chips, plus another six euro for like the, the, for the, the, the beer, um, and do that once a month yeah plus uh, obviously if then if loads of people turned up then plus ad- additional beer so yeah it helped my wallet as well so yeah so you've uh, been able to keep people interested in it with that two meeting approach and stuff like that and of course you know having an excuse to go talk about linux and drink beers i'd be there every every week <laughs> yeah we, we we get the the wide gambit of people who go uh I have no idea about Linux. Uh, can you explain it to me? Uh, why would I want to run Linux? Um, or I'm I'm curious about it. Uh, how do I install Linux on my computer? Can you like give me steps on how to install Ubuntu or Fedora or whatever uh, on my computer? Uh, you get people from that end, and they're like, you'd also get the like twenty year sysadmin vets who come in and going, yeah. Um, I don't care about the. Uh, I mean, like stereo. I'm stereotyping. I'm exaggerating, but like they're like uh, the attitude is. I don't care. Really care about the um, the GUI. It's all on the command line. Um, uh, all of these arguments over different d- desktop environments. I'm not really interested in that. But uh, they 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 hang out in the chat as well. And like, if people have really technical questions, then they um, chime in. Um, so in between the meetings, we're on uh, Matrix and we're on Telegram. And as you'd imagine, we have a lot of lurkers, but it's always good if people, such and such people, I mean, that's also the reason I put it, call it a community. I mean, people help each other out. Um, if somebody asks a question, um, somebody will, will chime in with an answer. So that's pretty good. Yeah, and the bigger you can grow the community, the more people around that can answer those questions. <laughs> so exactly. That's really great. So let's circle back to the, the podcast and talk a little sure. bit about like some of the, the topics you guys talk about, because I know you, uh, you you build it as uh, we are three Linux users who like to talk a lot about Linux. <laughs> and you like to talk a lot about Linux. So like what would uh somebody's never heard your podcast and stuff like that kind of what do you guys um like do you guys blueprint an episode on like talking about a specific uh item like an, an operating system application or do you uh do you just kind of just wing it or tell us about it. I like to say that we well we approach it from our own experiences. So uh, we're not really a Linux news podcast. We don't really have the cadence of that. We uh, release, uh, not strictly, but we release every two weeks or so. Um, and so if if people are expecting us to be the latest news podcast, we're not going to be that because the, the cadence doesn't really lend itself to that. Uh, we tend to do more chit-chatty discussion episodes and um, sometimes we do do uh, news if um if news if it just happens to interest the 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 hosts at the at the time saying oh like so much stuff has come out let's discuss the things that have come out um or as we discussed in the last one we we were talking about the the matrix matrix and the 
flaws or the positives of, of that. So sometimes we go into more in-depth uh, conversations. And we also use it as a platform for having guests on and doing interviews. Um, and it's always great to meet interesting people. Um, so that I've, we've made like friends, I've made personal connections from that. Um, or sometimes it's the other way around. Um, I would have, might have met somebody at all camp, become pally with them just from telegram messaging or whatever. And then said, Hey, you know, X topic really well. Do you want to come on the podcast? And then we could see if we could arrange that. So it's, it's, it's a great way of participating in the Linux community, whatever concept that is, um, and giving back to them. Um, also having them participate in our podcast and uh, that kind of ended on a really compelling note that it wasn't really expecting but yeah it's that's that's my motivation in on it as, as well so um it, that's is to interesting bikes meet interesting people um and that's my motivation um we're not doing this as a job or any source of income uh we're not sponsored so we're doing it for for fun uh we're doing it for uh being part of the Linux community, whatever that entails. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, I was just looking over some of your some of your topics here, and uh, I like 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 the uh, I like the the titles of the episodes. Like, no, not I, that I, Linux, the other one, not that Linux, the other one. <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm glad you, um, you you like the titles because. Uh, a uh, little peek behind the curtains about 95% of the titles for myself. So oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Money for nothing. And the tux is free. There you go. Uh, yeah, scheduled that, maintenance. There's a good one. <laughs> see, I always have a reason for the topics that I put on our episode titles as well. And I always wonder if anybody figures out why they are what they are, but most people probably just don't care. So <laughs> from my, from my point of view, um, it's usually after we did the episode that something will stick out of my mind, something that we discussed, or preemptively, if I know a certain guest is coming on, sometimes I'll be in my head, I'll be like, okay, can I create a title with uh, what the, thing, the topic they're going to discuss, or uh, their, t- their name, or if they're a well-known person. Um, like I think I for when Martin Wimpress was on, I think I did a play on Wimpy or something along those lines. Uh, when uh, um, Adam Pigs was on, uh, or Adam Pig, uh, I uh, the title that came up with was "When Pigs Fly." So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you're you're like a man after my own heart when it comes to titling episodes. I like to try and make them relevant to the topics that were discussed and in some way reference maybe a pop culture thing or 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 something else like in the last episode the title was just rocket but the reason it was called rocket and you can get it from the episode icon if you look at it (laughs) is because it was episode number 455 and the the oldsmobile 455 rocket engine was pretty popular back in the day here in the in the states so for, for people who are car enthusiasts, they knew exactly what that meant. And then everybody else is probably like, whatever, I'm just going to listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, sometimes it will literally just come to me. I mean, there there was, coincidentally enough, and this was such a coincidence that we're, there was one episode where we're talking about, you know, the controversy about Richard Stallman and the fact that uh, this was a while ago. So this was around the time where they're like, is he going to continue on in his role, whatever, or that whole discussion? And then we just had to, like, screw it, let's just address it. What is our thoughts on this whole situation and Richard Stallman as an individual? And then I saw that um, the episode number was going to have two sixes in it. I can't remember what the other (laughs) figure was going to be. So I I called the episode uh, the episode of the beast. (laughs) 
Uh, Well, that's interesting, actually, because I looked at our episode, which was number 405 regarding the Richard Stallman controversy, and the title of our episode was It Lives. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. That's too good. So, um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I was just kind of running through some of the, the, the items you guys talk about. So you guys talk a little bit about everything. Uh, I mean, do you guys have like a, you guys have like little niches that you guys settle into? Like do, some of you do gaming or some of you do programming, some of you do sysadmin, or do you kind of all kind of meld into everything or? Uh, we all kind of meld into everything. Uh, I, I want to say that there's, there's a structure to it. There really isn't any structure to it. And this the, uh, our motivations have changed uh, all throughout the time that we've been doing the podcast. So uh, y- you might find that it's for maybe a season we we might have stuck to reporting the news quite regularly and discussing the news topics as they've been coming up, and then other seasons there might be more uh, have guests, more guests on, more discussion episodes. Uh, so we don't really have a structure plan going out. We're not going to say this season is going to be more X, this season is going to be more Y. It's literally on an uh, episode by episode uh, case uh, that it comes up what we feel like discussing next time. Um, whether we know that we have a guest coming up and obviously that's going to be the the it's going to be a interview slash uh, discussion episode involving that person um, or it's a discussion episode that, like we had last time where we just te- said listen what what is this whole thing about Matrix what is its pros what's its cons um, and what's our take on it and we uh, re- just recorded one yesterday uh, whenever it's going to be released in the next day or two because obviously there's the backlog of tasks to do with like editing and and so on. Um, so we don't really have a, we try to hit a, a regular um, release cadence, but in reality is when it's done is when it's done. <laughs> <laughs> you know how that feels. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I know how that feels too. And Bill is, Bill is casting me a side eye right now. I'm sure because our last episode is supposed to be released two days ago and hasn't been yet because you know, I have a life, but dates on it. Oh my I God. Know, I know it's the one with dates and you're sitting there running around Ireland drinking, you know, every kind of alcohol from, from North to, you know, from, from Cork to Belfast. And I'm sitting here having to put episodes out. So I don't want to hear about it. So. I don't know. I just saw a picture of the stack of beer in your house there. I don't know about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's insider scoop for because it was just recorded yesterday and it, but it hasn't been released yet. Uh, what we were discussing was the uh, podcasting 2.0 and cryptocurrencies and that whole how to engage with a podcast and how to support a podcast and whether cryptocurrencies are the right way to do it or or not. Uh, well, if you look Satoshi's. at I was going to say, if you look at crypto right now, it's not the right way to do anything. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't like my crypto account very much. Uh, disclosure: I'm not the editor on that one, so I don't want to say. Oh well, there was a, a really good point where I said this because that part might be cut out. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we hardly cut anything out of this. So. <laughs> Because that requires actual effort, and you know we don't we don't like to do effort. So, <laughs> so yeah. uh, let's let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, how people can find a Linux Lads. I mean, obviously they could just search Linux Lads in their favorite pod, uh, you know, pod catching device or whatever. But you guys have uh, a bunch of places where they can access your community. Um, you want to go ahead and give us a little heads up on all that. Um, yeah, your your podcasting app of choice. Uh, I mean, we are on iTunes, and ninety uh, percent of those podcasting our podcasting apps uh, take it from iTunes. Uh, we are on Spotify. Um, for anyone who's on Spotify, if they want to follow us there, um, we do have a straight up RSS feed, and we give the link on our website so if you want to subscribe that way 
or we just embed the episode in you know in HTML on our on our website. So you literally, if if you're of the person who does not like the the sound of any of the things that I've just talked about, you can just go on our, our website and just click play. So, and you're also available on the podcast index.org, right? <laughs> <laughs> hold hold yes. that thought. We'll we'll see. Yes, you're actually on there. <laughs> Are we? Okay. <laughs> yes, yes. They've they've also pulled everything from iTunes as well to oh, initially okay, yeah. feed that. I, uh, I tried to get. I I just no. From the reason why I, I said that it was because as far as I'm aware, we haven't manually done anything in relation to that. But if you say it's automatic, then yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, even I, we're we're on there. I think uh, yeah, pretty much everything that's hits iTunes is goes there. Um, plus, if you want your stuff to go there directly, you can also just register with them. So. So apparently you can't get canceled. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, I will say we we mark ourselves uh, explicit so we don't self censor. Uh, I'm not saying we would curse or make adult references all the time, but we don't really want to self censor ourselves when we're in mid flow. So we just preemptively have marked ourselves as explicit. So yeah, we we did the same thing because at, at one point we had we had a whole thing where we would cover up stuff with the. <laughs> With a badger, but we don't do that anymore. We've, we've labeled our, ourselves explicit. And again, like you, we don't go out of our way to, to do things that are adult or explicit, but you know, sometimes it happens. Yeah. If, if a person is in full flow and they're, they're dropping the F bomb left, right and center, it's, it's kind of difficult when you're, when you're in a flow and you're, you're uh, making a passion statement or something like that to in the back of your mind going, no, I can't say that because, yeah. So, like, if if you're in a flow, express yourself, and uh, the viewers have been forewarned, so they can't really say, "Oh, I was highly offended because you dropped the f bomb 15, <laughs> 15 times in that episode." <laughs> That's funny, and uh, as well, people are wanting to maybe get involved in the uh, well in uh, the the Dublin Linux group. Uh, where can they find information on that? If even if they just want to do the remote social stuff, sure. Um, so it's DublinLinux.org. Uh, the website for the podcast is LinuxLads.com. Um, I, I'm in, as I've said before, I'm involved in both, but I kind of put my, put a different hat on <laughs> depending on which one I'm involved in. I see the as, as completely different, uh, different things, and you know sometimes. It's it's good to have the contrast as well because you you get different enjoyments from one versus the other, and when you're in doing one, it's kind of a break from the other as well. So, uh, um, but yeah, if if you happen to be in the Dublin area, go on uh, Dublinis.org. We're on Meetup.com, uh, and we're also on Telegram and Matrix as well. Uh, and we have one uh, a virtual one coming up uh, quite soon, actually on the on the twelfth. So if um, if anyone is interested in joining that, feel free to come along. And we have international people coming along as well. But I will say for just a forewarning for the people for the international people, we're Dublin centric. So if we <laughs> If the discussion just so you know, so if the discussion is going in a certain direction, we're like, oh yeah, I was in such and such an area yesterday, or, or somebody said, oh, um, how do I uh, uh, like or any advice for purchasing used computers or anything like that? Obviously, there'll be quite local questions. So, but general, we also have general Linux discussions as well, which the, which would be cool for the international people to participate in. Yeah, that sounds really neat. And uh yeah, definitely if uh you know, they're online, obviously it, it opens it up to everybody and uh ge- you know, geography and time zones are, don't matter at that point, which is great. <laughs> I, 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 genuinely is one of my motivations were when I'm part of that is because it's local is I'm like okay, I'm speaking to local Dublin people or local Irish people and I'm trying to promote Linux and open source in that sense, uh, versus on the podcasts. I mean, you could have people from anywhere in the world 
uh, listening in, um, Australians, Germans, Americans. So it's in a sense, it's it's automatically it's going to be international. So there's not really any point to talk about our specific stuff, but it, it comes up occasionally. Yeah, you know, people are always interested <laughs> in how things work other places. So uh, it's definitely an opportunity for people to get involved. And hey, it's about Linux, so that's all that matters. <laughs> that's it. And one bit of uh, trivia I will give you if you're, uh, I don't know if you're from, uh, were, was familiar with it beforehand, is Zorn OS is developed in Dublin. Oh, cool. I've, I definitely, we've talked about Zorn OS in the past. Um, but uh, yeah, I didn't, I don't really pay attention to where it was from. <laughs> That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've I've met up with um, uh, Archim Zorn, who's one of the main guys behind us. Uh, a couple of times, he's he's actually come along to some of the in pub meetups. So, and he's a really nice guy. So, yeah, and that's the that's yeah, that's right. It's based on Ubuntu, so it's a an Ubuntu spin. Uh, Ubuntu spin, but very much w- no, Windows- I mean, customized. It's yeah, just, w- it as Windows a base, UI. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Windows UI centric, uh, and they seem to be uh, keeping up to speed with that. I, um, I think the latest one of the latest screenshots I saw of it, um, there's even a like a Windows eleven type layout. So, um, yeah, they're definitely keeping up to speed with familiarity, and like you could s- stick this on your granny's computer, and uh, they probably would be none the wiser. I will give uh, some slight props to to Windows 11. I'm running it on a couple of machines here, most mostly my well, entirely my work machines. But the the WSL for Windows 11 properly integrates X, so everything just magically works. It's it's really kind of cool. Well, that's I yeah, can't, can't, I've I have tried uh, WSL, but uh, to give you an idea of the last time I tried WSL, it was WSL one. So <laughs> Well WSL two on, on Windows eleven with the X integration, I mean literally you can just uh set up a Fedora or a Debian or an Ubuntu or or whatever and you know you do your yum install or DNF install or app install, whatever um graphical application you want. And I will say that it uses a really clunky sort of early looking window manager but it works i mean you you just you just install gimp in wsl and it runs so that's pretty cool is is the the blocky um visual effect that is like when you get um xfc straight out of the box yes yes pretty okay much. Yeah. but but it does what it it does what it does i mean yeah yeah so i mean it's it's not great because certainly you could run GIMP natively in Windows because of course they release a Windows version. But for something that might not necessarily have a native Windows version, the WSL 2.0 under Windows 11 is actually a pretty slick and no nonsense and no interaction environment. So I will I will uh, give them some credit for that. So if you want to ru- if you want to run GNOME disks on your Windows computer, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Run, run G parted on it. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's all graphical. There goes my hard drive. Wow. What was the thing was I was fun. trying to do the other day, Bill? I was trying to run something under Windows under WSL that I thought might end the universe, and it didn't work. Remember? Do you remember what that was? Oh, I can't even. No, I, just, I can't I, remember. I don't remember what that was, but I was trying to. <laughs> I was trying to run a Windows application under WSL under Windows, and it it literally didn't work but i i don't know if it was just because of the the sort of strange setup i was trying to put together or if there really was some problem with with wsl but yeah yeah, yeah i use wsl2 all the time at work but just primarily for the uh for the integration with vs code and stuff like that and to keep a clean environment because windows environment for python sucks so <laughs> <laughs> just in general uh, can I ask a question? Do any of you guys are uh, gamers at all? Um, I'm not saying that I would be. I Bill, be Bill more than I, for sure. I love yeah. things like Flight Simulator, and I'll play non non FSP type games or FPS type games. Uh, I, you know, I I did play you know 
Doom and Hexen and Heretic and all that stuff back in the day. But sort of after that, like once the orange box came out, I sort of lost interest. So no, I'm not, but Bill is. Yeah. Um, I'm not not saying that I would be super into first-person shooters myself either, but I just thought it was quite interesting that a hugely popular game that was relying on easy anti-cheat has become supported all of a sudden and that was uh, Apex Legends and uh, I've been kind of following it on Reddit that people have been like reporting bugs and like keeping up with the status somebody actually uh, wrote because you know you have to do the um, Vulcan shader um, calculations um uh, for for these type of games because of the way DirectX and uh, all of this is up way above my head but I've been led to believe that it's just Vulcan you have to do these kind of calculations so um, it kind of stutters and then once you do the calculations then everything runs smoothly uh, now they're crowdsourcing the Vulcan shader file so there, somebody wrote a script to say okay um we're now collectively working on our own Vulcan shader file, and there's a script that uh, goes off, downloads the the latest uh, collective contribution uh, Vulcan shader file, and just installs it on your computer so that you don't have to go through that long, laborious process. <laughs> yeah, there's another game that does that too. Uh, what game was that? It's like the call, one of the Call of Duty games, Warzone or something like that. I think does a huge recompile on the shaders every time it updates the game, which is always a pain in the butt. You have to, you know, wait a half hour. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out my, my new work laptop because it actually has two fully functional GPUs. It has an Intel and a NVIDIA GPU in it. <laughs> I always feel like I'm going to break something when I try and run a game on it. <laughs> well, in general, if it's a GUI game, they, they generally just work. Um, sometimes the Java games, let's say like uh, Minecraft and stuff like that, you actually have to do some trickery in your app settings to uh, ensure that it picks the right video card. Otherwise, you'll be playing on your integrated card. Um, but uh, that's about the oddball. The Vulcan shade, uh, shader calculation situation has uh, left me in in awkward situations in the past where I've been um playing my with my friends who are on windows and i'm like it, it seems to be uh loading a bit slowly for me guys uh would you mind to bear with me like for about 10 or 15 minutes here don't know what's going on but like yeah just bear with and then they're like yeah no uh, 20 minutes later it's still doing the thing i don't yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've I've had that like I say before on another game, and uh, I've loaded the game, and uh, the, the the ground texture was uh, transparent. <laughs> I tried playing a map with uh, uh, my two sons, uh, and yeah, just it didn't work out very well. <laughs> I couldn't see; I could see through walls, but I didn't. I couldn't see the fact that I was running into a wall. <laughs> I was like, I think something didn't quite uh, load. <laughs> But yeah, on the other hand, you have, what is it, uh, Destiny 2 is a game that also has EAC in it, and uh, like they don't want anybody to even try to run it on Linux, otherwise they'll ban you or kick you out of the Steam store, and this all came about with that uh, Steam Deck. Um, so, I mean, you know, this is definitely coming to be uh, a talkable talkable issue that uh, gamers are going to eventually, you know, especially when you get an accessible device like the... Uh, the Steam Deck or whatever as your your play device, and you're going to be directly using Proton and and all this other stuff to run your games. Um, things like this, where you know the easy anti cheat uh, program, I think is they're trying to make a native port of that. Um, but uh, and I think it like you said, it does run under several other games fine, or you know. Plus or minus fine, you know, the, the usual acceptable. That's the one thing about the Linux gaming is always like, well, there's an acceptable margin there of, of, of it working. Um, you know, if it plays at all, that's good. <laughs> and then if it plays with a little bit of performance lag, you know, that's, that's a bit better uh, than if it plays like amazing and you can't tell the difference, then, you know, we're all super happy, even if, even if it is running under a, a Wine emulator or a Proton emulator or whatever. I remember playing a bit of um, Metal Gear Solid 5 and 
it was pretty much good, except for occasionally some of the textures would just look quite off. But like the the game was running fine, so I was like, okay, that kind of looks a bit weird. But the the frame rate seems to be fine, so I'll, I'll just ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's 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 definitely things I I think um, we tend to not really talk about too much with the. <laughs> when, when we uh when we're selling the linux gaming to people and stuff like that <laughs> you know um uh, i think i think nowadays it's getting better because the community has grown so large with you know uh you know what the gog group and and every everybody else is just kind of going full force into getting linux games and everything running on linux fine you know especially with the you know the inclusion of proton as the uh, the runner for the Windows emulation layer, um, you know things have improved so much, and I just I just try to remember back to when we were trying to do the same thing with just Wine back in like the early versions of Wine, like 3.0 and 4.0, and uh, you know just getting Notepad to run was a, an amazing thing. It cannot be understated that how much of a shot in the arm the Steam Deck has. Uh, the very, the very fact that it exists means that all. I mean, the aforementioned of example of Apex Legends and the the fact that that relies on the easy anti cheat. I mean, they would have been super unmotivated to get get it supporting other than the fact is, oh, there's this new shiny device that everyone wants. Okay, yeah, we'll, we're we're going to try and see if we we can be compatible with that device, uh, and then they said, "Oh, uh, it actually doesn't require much effort from our point of view." Okay, yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Whereas before that, they're like, oh, yeah, "You guys are Linux nerds. All you'll all you'll do is you'll you'll complain about uh, like bugs and and stuff, and yeah, we and you'll you'll create like." Uh, three times the amount of support tickets as as any other, <laughs> like that. That has been literally the the argument against uh, Linux support in the past. Is uh, Linux uh, gamers complain way too much and create uh, way more support tickets versus any any other group? Uh, well, like, if you th- read the Reddit threads, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but it's a very fact that the Steam Deck is just out there and exists and is being backed by a. a a major corporation, i.e. Valve, that can just essentially throw money at the situation, uh, be it uh, hiring developers to work on it, or uh, promotion, or uh, having the PR people going, approaching these development, game development companies and say, listen, we're we're going to release this device. Uh, How about getting your game on it? And how can we, like, smooth the the uh, the transition or smooth the port over to to this device like uh, like some of that people skills and some of that like uh, soft skills is things that you wouldn't normally associate with the Linux community. So <laughs> it's good to have that a corporation that's able to do those things. Yeah, it's nice to have a, a big partner involved with uh, handling those relationships with the the development studios in order to uh, to make it all a reality. And it's the fact that it's it's a credible uh, pre-existing industry giant, i.e. Valve. If it was some other, uh, let's say, some corporation X that just came out and said, did the exact same thing. The same uh, Linux, or the same hardware, they somehow got, they managed to get the deal with AMD, the same... Uh, exact same internals, exact same software. Uh, would they be anywhere near successful as bridging those gaps, having the the those soft seal conversations with all the various developers? Uh, I would say most likely not. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Hey, and it runs Arch. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> yeah. By the way. Well, Russ, do you have any more uh, more questions? I know we're uh, kind of running to time, but uh, we can keep on going if uh, if we're uh, not constrained. Well, that's kind of up to you. I don't have any specific questions. I'm just sort of sitting here listening to all the gamer talk, and that's not something I'm really into. 
but uh it it all sounds very fascinating like if i were to dive into this at some at some point then i i might uh really enjoy this this topic of conversation right now well, i saw you playing your um, flight simulator there i, so I, I know do you're like flight earlier. simulators I, I like space simulators too like eve online and um elite dangerous and things like that too but uh simulators are kind of where it's at for me when it when it comes to gaming so and, and also online chess so if anyone wants to play me in chess i'm not that good really <laughs> <laughs> well any other topics you want to cover connor or, and uh and we'll, otherwise we'll let you get out of here and do we have any feedback for tonight russ or did you not find any no i did not find any feedback for tonight so i guess we can just go ahead and move on without that at least um but yeah definitely connor if you have anything else you want to address or let us know about either the double linux community or podcast or or anything else no i think i think i if anyone's curious about either of those two groups uh i think i did give the the shout out to them um so in case I didn't, it's dublinlinux.org is for the Dublin Linux community and linuxlads.com is for the podcast. I'd like to thank you, Connor, for coming on the podcast and uh, thanks for meeting up in uh, Dublin with me and showing me a good place to have a beer and a steak sandwich. That was uh, that was mighty fine. It was quite a tasty steak sandwich. Yes, yes, that was. That was really good. And uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was really a pleasure meeting you. I'm glad that... Uh, uh john uh john the nice guy uh got us uh connected together a uh, good friend of the podcast uh living up to his name as usual <laughs> <laughs> well actually speaking of that because john has has one of those funky call signs golf seven victor romeo india um i think i think we need to push the linux lads into going ahead and, and getting their ham radio licenses so they can have them too Ah, there you go. Yeah, I was, I was talking to to Bill about that. I I had less than zero knowledge in relation to it, so I was asking all all of the newbie questions while ordering more beer. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? You can study for the exam while drinking beer. You can also probably drink some beer before you take the exam, and uh, all of those things will probably not prevent you from being an, a licensed amateur radio operator in Ireland. I wouldn't even know where to begin, so there you go. <laughs> well, actually, we, we have a guy named uh, Dan Romanchek <laughs> who, who does a great study guide for the American test, but honestly, you could probably learn enough about that to uh, uh, using that to, to do it in Ireland. I, I, I can't imagine that it's that different uh, when it comes to, to getting licensed in Ireland. And, uh, you know, even if you never use it, it's still kind of a cool thing to have. There you go. Yeah, and you can find it uh, at irts.ie, Irish uh, Radio Transmitter Society. <laughs> so there you go. You can find all the licensing requirements in Ireland. It's probably pretty easy. It looks so, like so a single exam. Make it like official that Linux in the Ham Shack has issued a challenge to the Linux labs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get licensed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's two thirty question test. Come on, you can pass with a sixty percent, so that's pretty easy. Yeah, you can just memorize <laughs> the answers. You don't have to know anything. <laughs> <laughs> that's what most people do anyway, right? <laughs> uh, very good. Well, the information about the show, Linux Labs, and the Dublin, Ireland community for Linux users will be in the show notes. Of course, I've already joined the the Dublin community telegram so i'll be looking forward to that and maybe maybe attend one of these virtual events that you got coming up i see you have one next next weekend next friday yeah or, or no see saturday on the on the 12th all right so i'll have to check that out and I've, I've been listening to the show and and bill will tell you that i'm notorious about not listening to podcasts even our own so <laughs> <laughs> that's that's high praise that's high praise <laughs> so yeah and i'm and i gotta get through the the most recent episode about the different chat um platforms because I'm, I'm sort of really interested in that right now because of potential things going on with discord we, we really like discord but we know it has its issues and there's lots of other stuff out there so your your conversation about that is has been enlightening yeah it's a uh... Discord definitely does have its uh, shortcomings, and not just because it's it's negative in the freedom dimension. Um, 
but yeah, uh, it's 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 always good to be on these various different platforms and trying them out and seeing if they're popular and seeing uh, if if uh, if if we survive. <laughs> Essentially, it's like if we survive on them, if we're um, if we're going to stay on them. Uh, where where the interest lies and so on, but yeah, we um, sometimes we do experiment and we we go into different uh, platforms. All right, very good. Well, thanks again, Connor, for being here. We really appreciate it, and uh, good luck no to the Linux lads and and your Linux user community over there in Dublin. It sounds like you got things going in the right direction, and we'll definitely be in Thank touch. You. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. All right, very good. Well, this has been our deep dive episode number 457 of linux in the ham shack and for the on assignment cheryl w5moo i'm russ k5tux and as usual you forget to mention the chat room oh, well then you mentioned the chat room for oh, okay that's it uh, so yeah the <laughs> chat room there wasn't many because we are recording again at the weird time for me being in ireland but uh we were joined uh, today by john k1btz and tony k4xss and let me just look in there one more time make sure i didn't miss anybody i mean there's tons of people on discord but they're probably out uh you know shoveling snow or mowing their lawn one or the other <laughs> <laughs> or mowing their so, snow i mean that is, that has not or, or shoveling their lawn <laughs> well i tell you what mo- mowing your snow is not an unheard of thing around here <laughs> so <laughs> it, is, it would not be the first time it's happened <laughs> very good well i guess i'll just have to say and i'm bill any 4rd 73 for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. (laughs) 